Good evening to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. So good to have you all in the house with us on tonight. And I pray that God is blessing you immensely and that you are celebrating, uh, getting ready, to, of course, to celebrate the birth of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. But certainly, you're just celebrating the mercies of the Lord given unto us every day. The Bible says it is by his mercies that we are not consumed. I know there are, I don't have about two or three witnesses who can testify that it is the mercy of God that has kept us from being consumed. Amen. Amen and amen. Let's see who we got in the house tonight. Linda Stewart. Good evening to you, Sister Stewart. David Stevenson watching from ATL. God bless you. Good to see you, Brother Stevenson. Peggy Howard is with us on tonight as well. God bless you. Shelby Moore is with us as well. Amen. Loretta Epps, Mother Epps, God bless you. Good to see you on tonight. Leola Thompson, God bless you. God bless you. Faye Hill is with us. Amen. You all go ahead and share this with your neighbors and your friends. Let them know that you are watching and that you want them to watch with you as we study the word of God and get into the word. We've got a good word for you on tonight. Real good word for you on tonight. And I want you to make sure that you share this with your friends because I I, I really believe it's going to bless somebody on tonight. Shirley Sanders is with us. Pat Pat Hobson, Amen, is with us on tonight. God bless you, Mother Sexton. God bless you, Amen. God bless our mothers, Amen. A Aggie Duvall is watching as well, Amen, Amen. Virgie Butler, good to see you this evening, Sister Butler. Sister Nun Vicky Nun is with us tonight. Amen. Kayola Williams, God bless you, Sister Williams. Amen. Amen. Linda Wilson. Amen. God bless you, Sister Wilson. God bless you. Praying for you always. Sister Ball is in the house. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen, we are, go ahead and continue to share this with your neighbors. Go ahead and let's continue to see who's coming into the room. We're so grateful, so thankful that you are with us um, I, I want you to be saying a special prayer for our mothers. I see that several of our mothers uh, are on tonight. Mother uh, Curry is watching as well. God bless you, Mother Curry. Uh, listen, we lost one of our mothers on yesterday. Um, Mother Triplett uh, transitioned on yesterday. And so we are certainly praying uh, for the Triplett family and praying for all, uh, all who love Mother Triplett, all who have uh, at any point, uh, if you were if you are, um, let's say I'm 49, so if you are 49 or younger, you you probably, uh, and if you were raised in this church, you probably at some point or another sat on Mother Triplett's knee or laid in Mother Triplett's lap, amen, or, or you were in Mother Triplett's nursery. Uh, at some point, uh, if, if you were raised in this church, uh, during during the the seven early seventies, uh, you 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 know something about about being in in in, in the lap or on the uh, on the bench uh, or in the nursery uh, with with Mother Triplett, and not only that generation, but so many more uh, who came after us. Uh, she 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 was just a lover uh, of children, uh, just a lover of of kids. Uh, so much so that 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 she just had a house full of children uh, and, and, and children who just uh, she adopted and they adopted her. <laughs> Amen. And so we want you to be in prayer, uh, certainly for for the triplet family um, as, as we prepare to, uh, to 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 just 
give a tribute to her uh, as best we can during these times and in this situation. We are lifting them up. If you have any fond memories uh, of Mother Triplet, amen, go ahead and just clap your hands, put some hands, thumbs up, uh, and some hands up for Mother Triplet and the Triplet family. We thank God for her, for her work and her witness uh, in this church uh, for many, many years, for many, many years. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Well, listen, why don't we um, get into the word of God? We're going to say a word of prayer and um, and we will get into the word of God. Let's pray tonight. Father in heaven, we are certainly grateful and thankful for this time together. We bless you, Lord, for you being the God, the God of all knowledge, the God of all power, the God of all mercy. And Lord, we certainly depend on your mercies each and every morning, each and every day. Thank you for being faithful in extending to us brand new mercies. God, we pray right now that you would bless our time together. That you would bless this word that it would be for those who are listening, the medicine for the souls and the spirit for which they need, for which we need, because truly we need a word from you. We ask that you do these in all things that we pray by faith in the name of Jesus for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So listen, um, let's see, today is the 15th. That means that we've got uh, 10 days uh, before uh, we celebrate Christmas. Uh, this is a, a, can be and traditionally is a busy time. Um, busy for a lot of different reasons. Uh, busy uh, because uh, we are preparing for uh, visitors, busy because we're preparing um, to exchange gifts with our loved ones, busy, uh, but but also busy uh, because for students, this is, uh, you know, these are these are these are finals weeks. Um, so students are, are are in that crunch time. They're feeling the the stress and the pressure of this, this season, it can be a stressful time for a lot of different reasons. Um, there can be a lot of anxiety associated with, with the holidays for a lot of different reasons. Uh, the loss of loved ones can bring stress and anxiety, particularly during the holidays. Um, the, the stress of of just uh, not managing uh, either time or money or resources very well during this time. I mean, there, there are any number of things that can just really heighten stress and also create for us a sense of panic. And so I want to talk about exchanging panic 
for peace this Christmas. I want to help you to exchange panic for peace. Whatever it is that's causing panic, whatever it is that's causing your heart to race or your spirit uh, to be at not at rest, whatever it is that's causing um, a heightening of stress, whatever those things are, I want to hopefully share with you some things that will help you to better manage this moment, but also exchange panic for peace. Since this is the season of what we call gift exchange, uh, why, why don't we why don't we look exchanging this? Let you give up you give up your panic, and let God give you His peace. You give up what's causing panic and and anxiety and stress in your life. You give that up and accept what God provides. Peace. Because remember, that's who Jesus is. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. What? Prince of Peace. That's, his, that's, that's one of his titles. And so as the Prince of Peace, I, I want to encourage you and challenge you who feel the stress that comes in any number of ways and for any number of reasons, and you feel it particularly during this time. I want to encourage you to exchange your panic for the peace of Christmas. I want to begin tonight by looking at a couple of verses in Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Uh, Apostle Paul says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Let your requests be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing. That uh, Another translation says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Perhaps, perhaps some of the stress and the panic that we feel and the stress that we carry is because we simply have not been talking to God about it. Let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In other words, when you, when you release, when you let it go, when you talk to God about it, right? When, when you tell God what's on your heart, what's on your mind, the promise is that the peace of God, the peace of God, that, that Lord, I'm telling you this not just to be talking out loud, but I'm telling you this because I need to exchange my panic for your peace. Verse 8, 
This is causing too much stress in my life. I need to exchange this stress for your strength. This is causing too, too much anxiety in my life. I need to exchange this anxiety for your assurance. Yeah, it's an exchange. God, I'm giving you what I've got. I need you to give me what you have. Yeah, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Your heart and your mind. I love that because this says that the Lord is going to deal with my emotions, but he's also going to deal with my, my mentality, with my mindset. He will guard my heart and my mind. He will guard how I feel, but he will also guard how I think. Oh, my Lord. I, I, I hope you're hearing. I hope you're hearing this. He's going to guard how I feel, but he's also going to protect how I think. He shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. I want to stay right there for just a minute talking about the mind because the mind is a powerful thing and most of our panic most of our stress starts in our minds it starts starts with what we're thinking you know i'm right you know i'm right about it you can you can you can see something and it causes you to think about something else and when you're thinking about that thing that starts you to just just start snowballing. What if? What if this happens? What if that happens? You could read an email. You can read an email. And in that email, it has something in it that you don't like. And that starts your mind to racing. And you start creating scenarios uh, that could happen, things that might happen. You get a message. You get a message from uh, your doctor. Um, uh, that, that, that they want to schedule you for a test. And, 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 and all they said is they want to schedule you for a test and your mind starts racing. You know, I'm right. Your mind starts going, what could be, what might be right. Second Corinthians. I want you to look at this second Corinthians chapter 10 verses four and five. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verses four and five. I want you to exchange your panic for God's peace. And one of the ways you do this is by practicing what Paul says here. First of all, he says, listen, you got to understand this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Listen, here's what I need you to understand. In, if you're going to manage your emotions well, you have got to start practicing this, this thing right here where it talks about casting down imaginations and bringing into captivity every thought. Your thought life. When those, when those things pop up in your mind and, and you start creating scenarios and, and what if this happens and, and ooh, I, I don't know how this is going to turn out. And, 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 and now you've, 
now you've created and 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 worry and anxiety are building stress is building before you know it your blood pressure is up your sugar is up everything is out of control you're losing sleep come on i want you tonight listen to me i want you tonight to start bringing every thought into captivity bringing into captivity every thought that means that when that thing pops into my mind that i'm not going to let it control me but i'm going to control it i'm i'm going to stop tonight being held captive by my thoughts tonight I'm going to stop letting my mind play tricks on me and cause me to worry needlessly. I'm going to stop letting my mind play games with me. I'm going to stop and I'm going to take captive of those things that are making me panic, causing me anxiety, creating for me stress. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There are some strongholds that are holding us captive, that are keeping us from flourishing and being all that we could be because the devil's trick is to make us worry over stuff that probably won't even happen. But that's his trick because he knows if he can keep you worried about it, you won't move and experience all that God has for you because you can't take it captive. I want you tonight, beloved, I want you tonight to ask God to give you the strength to take captive of your thought, to take your thought life captive. That stuff that's messing with your mind, that you would have control over it and cast it away. Be careful for nothing. First Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all of your cares upon God for he cares for you. That's what I want you to start doing tonight. Recognizing that God has given you power to cast your cares, cast your stress, cast your panic, cast your anxieties upon the Lord. Y'all, this, this, this is not just, this is not just Bible that you read. This is, this is a word that you are to live. That's why it's called the living word. This isn't just something you tune in on Sundays to hear me preach about. This is something you're supposed to live Monday through Saturday and then celebrate what God has done for you on Sunday. We've got to live this life. And I want you, I want you tonight to exchange your panic for God's peace. You're, you're a child of God. You're a child of God. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe God. 
Stop worrying over stuff that's, that's, that's creating havoc in your life. Take captive every thought, every imagination that is causing you to stress and not experience the strength of God. Are you hearing me tonight? All right. So let's get into this word. Let's get into the, well, I guess I'm already into it, but uh, <laughs> let's get into this lesson. Let's get into this lesson. Um, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to learn how to rely on God for your emotional support. This is point number one. I want you to start relying on God for your emotional support. What do I mean by that? Listen, here's something that I know to be true. That we as, as humans, we have uh, naturally built relationships, right, with people. People who form our networks of support, right? We have these circles of friends, individuals who, who are confidants, individuals who, who are sounding boards, persons who are who who are serve as a listening ear for us or a place of, of, of encouragement or comfort. And that's wonderful. It's a blessed gift when God has surrounded you and encircled you with such people. Here's what I know for sure. Everybody has their own stuff. Listen to me. Everybody has their own issues. And what you don't want to do is get to a place where you're relying on someone to be there for you, but they're dealing with their own stuff. See, because what happens is Oftentimes, we get so caught up in the role that others play for us that we forget they have their own stuff. And so when they aren't there for us, we, we, we kind of, you know, we start getting in our feelings and feeling some kind of way. And, 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 and because we've sort of begun to rely upon them to be that for us, to be that emotional support for us. And what I need you to do, I need you to understand that while God has blessed you with such people, that ultimately you should rely on the Lord to be your emotional support. Thank God for those who are there. But when they are not there, rather than getting stressed and, and, and angry, and anxious and panicky because you can't get in touch with them and and now you feel in some kind of way because you thought they were your friend but now it feels like they're avoiding you. well guess what you're not the only one with stress and and maybe maybe you know maybe the relationship has been too one way anyway maybe you need to be a little more listening to them a little more of a listening ear to them right Maybe you need to be a little more of a confidant for them. Psalm 139. 
Psalm 139. Psalm 139 and 2 says, Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. I want you to, I want, I want that to get in your spirit. I want you to get that in your spirit. The psalmist says of the Lord that the Lord knows when I'm sitting down, when I'm standing up, <laughs> right? Now watch this. Watch this. Let me put it another way. The Lord knows, watch this. The Lord knows when I'm feeling good and I'm upright. And the Lord knows when I'm feeling low and I've fallen down. Do you hear me? It says the Lord knows. And he knows, watch this. He also knows my thoughts afar off. In other words, he knows what's happening with me before I do. And so while friends are great for emotional support, you've got to learn how to rely on God who knows what you're dealing with before you even know it. Who knows the feelings that are coming up before they even emerge. Who understands the seasons that are coming and how you're going to be operating and feeling in that season before it even happens. You got to learn how to rely on God for your emotional support because he knows you better than anybody else. God knows you better than your best friend. God knows you better than your spouse. God knows you better than your parents. God knows you better than anybody else. And so what I'm saying to you is, listen, you got to get real in your relationship with God. You have got to get real in your relationship with the Lord, the Lord who knows your thoughts from afar off. He knows what you're thinking. He knows how you're feeling. He knows what you're going to be feeling before you even feel it. Are you hearing me? Ah, is this blessing anybody? Yeah, he, he knows your thoughts. From afar off. Psalm 62. Psalm 62 and 8. Psalm 62 and 8. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. Why? For God is a refuge for us. God is a refuge for us. Trust in him. At all times, I thank God for a good friend. Thank God that you got somebody who's been there with you since childhood and, and, and that's your road dog and that's your ace and that's your whatever it is that you call that person. But trust in God at all times. Pour out your heart to the Lord because God is a refuge for us. The psalmist is saying, listen, you got to... <laughs> You got to have your own relationship with God because when you can't call your friend, when, when that person is unavailable or when they have their own issues, their own stuff going on, and they really don't feel like being bothered with yours, are you hearing me? That's the time when you need a God who is your refuge, a God who is your strength, God to whom you can pour out all of your troubles.
Okay. Uh, let me try and hurry up because I, I it feels like I'm, <laughs> but it's getting good to me. I'm sorry. Um, tell you what, tell you what, let me try one more. Psalm 139, Psalm 139, uh, 7 through 12, Psalm 139, 7 through 12. Whether shall we go from thy spirit? Whether shall we flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, behold, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. All this, all, all this psalmist is saying, is that listen? Watch this. Let, let me let me let me paint it another way for you. He says, "If I ascend into heaven, watch this. If I'm having a good day, you're there. If I if I dwell into the uttermost parts of the sea, if I'm having a bad day, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, if I'm having the worst day of my life." You're there. Are you hearing me? And that's why you've got to learn to rely on God for your emotional support. Your emotional support. Okay. All right. Number two. Number two. Um, exchanging panic for peace requires you to refresh yourself in God's word. Refresh yourself in God's word. Listen, I, I, I'm, I've been, I've been, I've been talking Bible all tonight, and and I want to make sure um, that as your pastor, that I am encouraging you that you don't just study and open your Bibles on Wednesday nights, that you don't just read your Bibles when I'm giving the text for the sermon on Sunday mornings. But if you're going to exchange panic for peace, you've got to make Bible reading a part of your daily regimen. Bible reading is something, and if you don't do it daily, you, you ought to have some regularity with how you read the Bible every other day. I, I, I would encourage you to read it every day. But if not every day, every other day. You've got to get a regular reading pattern of God's word built into your life. Why? Because... The word of God, according to uh, Paul's writing in the book of Timothy, he talks about scripture being in the, in the inspired word of God and it being profitable for teaching and for rebuking and for correction and for training in righteousness. It's the word of God, y'all. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God. 
So, so please, if you're going to exchange panic for peace, you got to get in that word. And you got to do it more than on Sunday and on Wednesday. And there, there are, there are some, there are some, some particular psalms that I find particularly encouraging, particularly when we talk about um, exchanging panic for peace, because many of the psalms and a lot of the psalms, you you hear, you hear from those who are experiencing anguish those who are hurt, those who are depressed, those who are angry. And you hear them work, watch this, you hear them work themselves through the emotion of it and the exchange that takes place between them and God. They start out with anger, anxiety, and stress. They end up with hope with joy and with peace. Psalm 42 is one such example. Psalm 42 says, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God and for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears, listen to it, my tears have been my meat day and night while they continually say unto unto me, where is thy God? You hear him? You hear the psalmist? He says, my tears, I'm, I'm, I'm eating. I'm eating. My tears are such, flowing with such consistency. They have become my meat. They are my food. And my tears ask the question, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou thy cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh my, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, will I remember thee from the land of Jordan. L listen, this psalmist is simply saying, I've been hurt. I've been depressed. I've been weak. I've been anxious. I've been filled with stress and anxiety. He said, but, but wait a minute. I recognize that God is my strength. And, and he starts to ask himself the question, why am I acting like this? Why is my soul cast down within me? Why, why, am, why am I giving up on life like this? Hadn't God taken care of me before? Why am I acting like this is going to be my end? Why am why am I letting this stress take over my life? Why am I acting like God hasn't kept me through all of this before? And if he did it before, he'll do it again. Why, why am I letting my mind play tricks on me like this? Whew, good God Almighty. So, yeah, this is it, y'all. See, this is this is when faith becomes real. This is this isn't 
This isn't just Bible reading and Bible study. This is Bible living. We've got to live this word. We've got to practice this word. So refresh yourself in the word of God. Psalm 69 is another such psalm. And I'm not going to read, I'm not going to read all of it, but just these first three verses sort of paint the picture of, 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 of how this psalm, the, the context and the framing of this psalm. Save me, O God, for the waters are come in unto my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dry. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. You, you kind of see the anguish, the anxiety. And I'm glad, I'm glad that God in his wisdom has these scriptures and these passages here for us to read because it lets us know that we're not the only ones who have felt like this, that people of faith have felt like this. People of faith have been in their feelings. People of faith have, have struggled with stress and have uh, dealt with depression and, and, and have experienced anxiety. People of faith have gone through, right? But the difference is, is that we can exchange all of that for the peace of God. I can exchange my panic for God's peace. I can exchange my anxiety for God's assurance. I can exchange my stress for God's strength. I'm encouraging you tonight, beloved. Make the exchange. Make the exchange. Make the exchange, all right? Um, let's look at uh, number three. How do you how do you make this, this exchange? I want you to start refocusing on rest. Refocusing on rest. Why, why am I saying that? Because during the Christmas season, during this time of year, uh, whether it's for students or whether it's for uh, parents or or just people in general, whatever those things are, th this busy time can cause you to focus on everything that has to get done. Everything that you've got to do and everything that you've got to uh, attend to, everybody that you've got to see. And, and before you know it, you will be running day after day after day, forsaking the need for rest. Here's what I want you to do. Rather than thinking about what all you have to do this season, can you, can you consciously slow down long enough to remember why, if there is a why, if there is a reason, why everything needs to get done? Stay with me for a minute. See, because sometimes we let what other people are expecting us to do to become what we are trying to get done. And, um, you know, if you live your life that way, 
you'll be forever running. Listen. Listen. If you're going to exchange stress for strength and panic for peace, some point you've got to learn how to say no. Hmm. You got to learn how to say no. There's some things that you're going to have to not accept. There's some, there's some events that you're going to have to reject attending. There's some activities that you're going to need to pull out of and pull back from because those things add up, add up in the time that you have and the time that you want to have for others and the things that are important to you, you don't have because you're stretched too thin in too many things and you're trying to do this and that and the other and you're missing those things that are important to your emotional and physical and spiritual health. Um, Psalm 46, Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still. <laughs> I, I, I could really stop right there. Be still. Are you hearing me? I'm, I'm, I'm going to let somebody type that in the, in the line right there. T type that in the chat line right there. Be still. Quit running around town. You got to go here. I got to go do this. I got I to go do this. I got to go. Be still. <laughs> Be still. And know that I am God. Be still. One of the reasons we as a society get so uh, anxious and, and, and stretched out and stretched thin is because we haven't learned to say no and how to get somewhere and sit down. Y'all heard me. I, I said it the way I said it. Get somewhere and sit down. Be still. Stop taking on everything. Be still. And know that he is God. The God of the universe. The God of the universe. Created the world. In six days. And on the seventh day, God rested. I don't believe God rested because he was tired. That's, if that's the case, that, that's a whole different kind of God than the God who I know to be infinite in his power. So I don't believe God rested because he was tired. I believe God rested as an example to us, to say to us, 
when you've worked, get somewhere and be still. Rest. If you're not resting, you're stressing. If you're not resting, you are stressing yourself, stretching yourself way too thin, and eventually it's going to catch up with you. Eventually, it's going to show. You can't keep adding more and more and more and more. You only have so much bandwidth. You only have so much capacity. Be still. Are you hearing me? Be still. All right? Let's go a little bit further. Let's go a little bit further. Number four. I got a few more minutes left, so we're good on time. Number four, remember your priority relationships. Remember your priority relationships. Yeah. Remember your priority relationships. I think sometimes, I think sometimes, um, stress and, and, and panic and everything else uh, begins to develop. Going back to what I said earlier, taking on too much, but also taking in too many. Mm. Let that bless you. Some of us take on too much. Others of us take in too many. And um, you, you've, you've got to remember your priority relationships. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can, see if I can help you with this. Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Here is here is here is something that we oftentimes Jesus is is teaching a very important principle here. The 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 principle is this that in well let me go back. The question is raised um, when when Jesus gives this answer. Um, about what 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 is the greatest commandment? What are what are the things? And Jesus Jesus responds to this. You know, there are two things, and everything else, all of the laws, everything else rests on these two things: love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And what 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 the Lord does is he 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 narrows everything down, boils everything down to these two main things. And I think what I want to say to you is is that in life, a lot of times we have a lot of people in our lives 
and a lot and because of those lot of people that we have we have a lot of things that are pulling at us a lot of and and every now and then you need to refocus and remember as you pare it down who are the priorities because hear me you can't you can't be everything for everybody Remember your priority relationships. This is good for, for preachers. I'm, I'm preaching to myself right now. Remember your priority relationships. Yeah. You can't be everything for everybody. And 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 when you when you try to stretch yourself like that, sometimes you mess up watch this and mess over your priorities i'm talking to some leaders out there now you have great responsibilities in your organizations and and in your companies and and in your institutions you lead great teams a lot of people are depending on you a lot of people are looking up to you I'm talking to you. What are your priority relationships? Don't let the busyness of everything that you do cause you to forget, forsake, and neglect the priorities. Don't neglect the loved ones that God has given to you and placed right around you. Because those are the most important. All right. I got one more and I'm out of here. And it's kind of in the same frame of what I just said. I want you to reflect on what matters most. Reflect on what matters most. See, because this thing of, of stress and anxiety, oftentimes it creeps us up. It creeps upon us because our minds are scattered on so many things so many so many issues so many what ifs so many different scenarios i want you to i want you to start zeroing in on what matters most matthew 23 Verse 23 says, and I'm going to use this, this scripture in a kind of a different way. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. I want to focus in on this, on, on this simple phrase, the weightier matters, right? Jesus, Jesus picks, picks apart with these scribes and Pharisees and said, listen, you're, yeah, you're, you're practicing these parts of the law, but you're forsaking the real important stuff, the stuff that really matters, justice mercy 
So you're paying the tithe, right? But but you're forsaking mercy and justice, right? So what what are we saying? I'm saying here uh, that we've got to learn how to focus on what's most important. Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5 and 16. Let me hurry up and give you this. Ephesians 5 and 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Listen, I'm through when I tell you this. At the end of the day, there are a few things that we have. There are a few things that we have. God has given you a family. Thank God you have a family. And in that family, hopefully, those are people around you who love you. And at the end of the day, if they love you, they'll be there for you. At the end of the day, um, certainly you've got the Lord God. Certainly. Thank God that, that the Lord is with you, even when family is not. But, but one of the things that, that I want you to be crystal clear on is that God has given all of us a certain amount of time. We don't have forever, but we do have the time that we've been given. What I want to encourage you to do is to redeem or make the most of the time that you've been given. Quit worrying about if you'll have that and make the most of this. Quit worrying if you'll have that moment. Make the most of this moment. This Christmas. This week. This night. Redeeming the time by reflecting on what matters most, what matters most in this life. You know, some, sometimes we we stress and strain because we've started worrying about stuff that in the final scheme of things, in the big picture of things, they just they just aren't that important. We've made things sometimes more important. And we've allowed those things to take up more real estate in our hearts and in our minds than they should. There's some things that don't deserve that much real estate in your emotional life that you've given it. Start focusing on what matters most and reclaim the real estate and redeem the time. Amen. I'm through, y'all. God bless you. I pray that this was a blessing to you. And I pray that you will exchange whatever panic, whatever anxiety, whatever stress that you have been carrying. I pray that you will exchange it for the peace of God, not only during Christmas, 
but forevermore. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, how thankful we are for this time together. We bless your holy name for your holy word. God, I pray now that the words that have been shared, that your word has fallen into good soil, fertile soil. God, I pray right now for peace for the anxious soul. I pray, God, that you will keep those in perfect peace whose minds are stayed upon thee. Lord God, right now by your spirit, that anxious heart, that troubled soul, that depressed mind, that stressed out spirit, God, I pray now that that would be released in the name of Jesus. I pray that you give us strength to cast down every imagination and to take every thought captive that causes turmoil and tension in our lives. And God, that we would cast every anxiety, every care, every problem upon you, knowing that you care for us. Lord, that we would experience right now your peace, that we would experience right now the flourishing fullness of your power manifested in our lives. God, as we give you our panic, we receive now your peace. In Jesus' name, thank you for this divine exchange taking place right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We will see you soon.